it going, everybody? Welcome to Just the Buddies Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, we're going to be giving away one of these hot toys to you guys. And that was really fast. That I said was. That really fast. And I apologize if it was very loud, but let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we're starting with is versus. Now, this week, it's just random characters. It's just random. It's not a specific company. It's not a specific food. It's just any character. Just to preface what versus is for anybody that's new to the channel. It's basically where we have, you know, one thing versus another, and we're going to try to figure out which one's better. Yeah. Or who would win in a fight. Okay, so the first one is Obi-Wan Kenobi okay. versus Christian Bale's Batman. Now, only using katanas and not using the Force. Just purely just using swords. I feel like Obi-Wan naturally will use the Force because it flows through him when he fights. You're talking about Force pushing? Yeah. But he could do everything else with the Force? Well, you can't use the Jedi mind trick. Like, that's... that's I don't know. I, I still got to give it to Obi-Wan. You got to think he has the superior swordsman skills. Yeah. I think that was, like... I feel everyone should agree on that. Comment yeah. if you agree. If you feel Obi-Wan would win. I would say that in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus show, when uh -huh. he hasn't been using the Force for a while, you know, maybe he's a little rusty, but... Right. I mean... He's still Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay. Punisher... Okay. Or the Joker. Punisher or the Joker. Punisher definitely... They're both crazy. Both are crazy. Both are deadly. I think the Punisher would win. Really? Just because he's like just straight up ruthless? Well, you got to remember, whenever the Joker fights people, yeah. they have like a moral compass of not killing him. Now, uh, the Punisher, he's, yeah, he's, he's just... going to kill. So I feel like you got to give it to him. Yeah. Okay. Captain America versus Daredevil. We're talking about the MCU version. MCU version. Captain America? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that would be like a good fight, though. It would definitely be a good fight to see. Oh, yeah. It would be a great fight, but I think Captain America would win. Okay. Darth Vader or Voldemort? Darth Vader or Voldemort? <laughs> well, let's see here. I don't even know how to compare a sorcerer like that. Shoots. Yeah, it's magic versus the force and lightsabers. I would argue that the force is similar to... Was it? Um, gosh. I used to know like a lot of the Harry Potter spells. There's a spell that where oh. you can like, you know, lift things and like, yeah, use the force basically. I don't remember either. Anyways, I feel like we would have to give it to Darth Vader. I just feel yeah, Darth Vader is. I feel like we haven't seen the craziness of Darth Vader like really. Yeah, I'm just trying to think in my head though. Obviously, there's spells that Voldemort could use. It but can a lightsaber deflect the spells? Or can the Force stop it? Yeah, I feel like the Force can stop it. Like, could overcome it, right? Darth Vader. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Robocop versus Terminator. Oh, gosh, this is tough. Because uh -huh. Robocop, way more guns and way more gadgets. Yeah. Can, both of them can take a beating pretty bad. Right. But I feel like Robocop is more weak considering that he has part human, right? Yes. That's what I was going to say. So Terminator would win. Yeah. Robocop still technically has a human brain. Yeah. Everything else is what's messed up. Like, he's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Weapon 11 from X-Men Origins. Okay. Versus Deadpool. Weapon 11 versus... Because technically, Deadpool. that's supposed to be Deadpool. Yeah, it's like... It's an alternate version of yeah. Deadpool. Well, let's see. We got Deadpool, who's pretty OP. Right. And then you have Weapon 11... Well, obviously, we saw Weapon 11 get killed. We've never seen Deadpool get killed. That's true. Weapon 11 got decapitated. In the alternate ending post credit scene, though, I think Weapon 11 survived. 
Oh. So we have to figure out now. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I just feel like Deadpool would win. But see, like Weapon Eleven just has all those powers. No, I know the laser sh eye shooting thing, teleportation. Oh, that... uh, that's tough. It's hard to say, right? Because technically, before he became Weapon Eleven, he yeah. had the swordsmanship of Deadpool. Right. Yikes. That's a hard one. Weapon Eleven. Really? People are gonna, people are gonna cancel me for that yeah. too. That's a that's a hard one. We really got to see what you guys just think. Just remember this. I am a Deadpool <laughs> fan. Not Weapon 11. But I guess in this case, I think Weapon 11 would probably win. It's, it, that's a hard one. Yeah. Just because it's like all the powers. Like they have similar powers, but not. It's, it's hard. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, John Rambo or John Wick? John Rambo or John Wick. It just depends on the setting. If we're out in the woods, I think John Rambo wins. <laughs> Because he's a Green Beret, Special Forces. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, he knows how to fight in the woods, in, like, the jungle. Yeah. You know, like, in the worst conditions. John Wick also would know how to, too, but... That's true. If we're talking in a hotel or, <laughs> or anywhere else, I think you got to give it to John Wick. I guess so. He's, they're just so... Both of them are so resourceful. Both of them are crazy good fighters. Both of them are crazy good shooters. Yeah. I just, it's just hard to say. It's tough because John Wick, doesn't he rely on buying his weapons from that one guy? The cleaner or I whatever? guess, yeah. Like the, the tailor? Yeah. John Rambo, you know, makes his. Yeah. You know. He could make something out of nothing. But you could say, I mean, John Wick used the pencil. If we're talking about where he's fighting in a house, I think I would give it to John Wick. I think. <laughs> but John Rambo is like way more strong than John yeah. Wick. Oh my gosh! I I I'll never get this out of my head when he like rips that guy's throat off. Remember? Oh yeah, I'll never get that out of my head. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> okay, next one. Solely from Monsters Inc. We're going to a totally different side now. Okay. So, solely versus Monster from Monsters Inc. versus Beauty and the Beast. The Beast. Solely versus the Beast. Yes. I think I did this last time with you, right? Where we talked about Solely going against Shrek. Yeah. And we were trying, I was like trying to do the math on like how tall Sully is. And I think I came to the conclusion that Sully is over seven feet tall. Yeah. But the beast is also, if not taller than that. Yeah. Got to be at least the same height. At least. Minimum. The beast 100% would win. 100%. The we, beast is way more aggressive. Yeah. And he wants to fight. You know? Sully, I don't think he's got it really in him. Yeah. Okay. So for the last one. Sonic versus mario so if you ask me you uh, would give it to sonic why is that because what you're gonna give mario the flower too where he's gonna shoot fire out of it or something Sans? well i mean if you go from just bare minimum sonic would win but if you bring in like what they have it's still kind of tough yeah if you bring in like all the weapons that mario's used across all his video games right and you got Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. But, I mean, Sonic also has that, like, OP version of him where he just goes crazy. Right. So, I mean, but you also have Paper Mario. Maybe he gives him a paper cut, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I think Sonic wins that one. Yeah, I think you got to give it to him. Yeah. He's, you know, he's basically, like, you know, runs and just splits him in half, basically. Right. Let's go with Sonic. Comment what you guys think. Those, some of those were hard in there. So we really need to figure that one out. Comment if you guys feel like Sonic would win, but I feel like he would win. Yeah. And thank you for watching Versus. It's crazy this week. I saw this article. I mean, if you guys saw, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I talked about this kid who killed his mom for a VR headset. Oh, yeah. And this kid 
10 years old. Right. Killed his mom. And just for everyone who do- doesn't know the story, the kid goes up to his mom asking her for, you know, Oculus Quest headset. Yeah. And she says, oh, no, we can't afford it right now or we can't pay for it. I can't remember what she said. But along the lines of, I can't get it for you. Right, right, right. The kid got really upset and said, no, like, I really want this thing. And what he did was, if I can remember the sequence of events, basically he got a gun. I don't know who it belonged to, but it, he got a gun. Yeah. And he shot his mom in the face. And then he stole the mom's credit card or logged into her Amazon account and ordered a um, Oculus, Oculus Quest. Quest. And then a couple days go by and, she, and the kid goes up to his grandma and says, hey, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I killed my mom. But do you happen to know when my Oculus Quest headset will be like arriving in the mail? That is so crazy. So where it stands now is there's a $50,000 bail to bail him out of jail. 50000 Yeah. And as we talked about before, he's being tried as an adult. So he's not going to be going to juvenile hall. Like he's being tried for like prison. Yeah. As I said, it's $50,000 bail. This kid obviously doesn't have $50,000. Right. So the court hearing was yesterday. And basically what happened was his, his attorneys were like okay. asking the judge, like, look, is there any way we can lower this bail instead of $50,000 to $100? $100 yeah. from 50000 Right. But the, what's crazy is the reasoning, okay? okay? So judge is like, what? And then the attorneys for the little boy said, you know, our client was talking about his piggy banks and how, how much money he has saved. And uh-huh. he was looking throughout his house and was looking like in the cushions of his couch. And all he could find was $100. So he's wondering that if he presents all the money he has, if you guys would honor that as his bail. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that weird, though? That's like, crazy to think about. I just don't know how I feel about this now. Like, 10 years old kid, right? Yeah. Obviously, what he did was horrendous, like, so evil. But should a 10-year-old kid be tried as an adult? And should he, right? He's, he, maybe he gets 30 years in jail, right? Yeah. He's going to be 40 years old when he gets out of jail. Right. He, who, he's not going to have proper like, social interactions with people. He's only going to be in the jail. He, he, ha- he still has to live with the trauma from killing his mom. And yeah. I don't know what life will be like for him when he gets out. It's really sad to think about if he should be tried as an adult or not. And he's only 10. Like, should we really mess up his whole future? He had an intent, right? He wanted his Oculus Quest. He didn't get it. So he went to try to find a way to get it. And even... In the act of trying to get his Oculus Quest, he killed his mom. Yeah. And, like, he knew that he had to do that. Right. Which, in his mind, he felt like he had to. It's just so sad to even think about. I think he shouldn't be tried as an adult. I'm just going to make a stand here. Give my opinion. I just think there's other ways to correct his behavior. Uh-huh. Right? I think he needs to get help. Yeah. 100% he does. And they're probably not going to give him help in prison, you know? No, yeah. I feel like he needs to get help because otherwise we're going to be sending out him in 30 years to, the, to be free. Yeah. And he can kill other people if he doesn't get the proper, like, help he needs. Right. It's tough. It's tough. But yeah. I think it's important to Bring, fix. Shed some light on, yeah. Yeah, fix, like, the issue. Yeah. Right? Then, like, just, like, contain a monster and, like, make him get even more crazy and fester all his emotions. And then he goes out and does even more horrific stuff. Right. Okay, so now we're moving on to two-sentence stories. Now, this is... If you guys don't know what two-sentence stories is, it's where... It's just a story that's made up of two sentences. And you kind of have to use your imagination here. You really have to think about the words I'm saying. A lot of these seem to be very uh, not pleasant. It's very dark. Yes, they're usually very dark. I, don't, I question who writes these. <laughs> it's very suspicious okay so 
They say that every time you learn something, okay. a new wrinkle appears on your brain. After some investigation, I was angry to find out that my students didn't learn anything from my lessons. So the professor's cutting open their brains? Yes. It, it, like, it, it's pretty dark, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I shine my flashlight over the cabinet of porcelain dolls. Their pupils contracted. So they're alive? They're alive. Wow. And they're coming to get them. Today's number is 10. It was 300 a week ago. About 50,000 a month ago. And just a year ago, the number was 7.9 billion. Too many numbers. What? I don't get it. Okay, I'm read it again. I, but I wasn't it, even paying attention. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. I, when you this, start this, talking about the numbers, I was like, wait, what is he doing? No, no, no. This one you have to kind of think about. Okay. So today's number is 10. Okay. It was 300 a week ago. About 50,000 a month ago. And just a year ago, the number was 7.9 billion. Oh, that's the population of the world? That's the population of the world. So it just keeps getting less and less. So now's the span of what? So a it year? says a year ago, then it goes from like a month ago, 50,000. A week ago, 300. Now it's 10. All right, let me stop you there. So I, I just wonder if you were in a situation where the population slowly started to diminish. Yeah. And I, I get it, like, 7 billion is crazy amount. And for it to get even into, like, the thousands is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So say if, say if you're in the last thousand, okay. right? What's your, what's your go-to strategy at a thousand people in the world? Gosh. Do you try to repopulate or do you try not to? I feel like at that point, it's not about repopulation. Like, it's almost over at that point. What, what is your first concern when there's a thousand people left in the world? That we just have to survive as long as possible. Cause no, okay, no, I get that part. Okay. I get that part yeah, about yeah, yeah. surviving. Right, right, right. There's just no point in repopulating at that point. Because, okay, a thousand people try to repopulate, saying there's a 50 50 split. Okay. That, how are those kids going to survive? Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. There's a thousand people in the world. Okay. Do you pursue trying to find people or are you trying to stay away from the rest of people? I'm staying away. Okay, so you're not going to even try to No, 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 no. I don't, at that point, I'm not trusting anyone. Yeah, I guess At that so. point, everybody's greedy. Everybody's more greedy than they already are. Yeah. Everybody just wants to survive. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going out on my own. What is your first place you would want to go to if, if there is a thousand people left in the world? Yeah. You're trying to avoid people. You got to remember, seven billion people just disappeared. Right. There's a thousand people left. Where's the first place you go to? You're like, you know what? I realize I have a car. Yeah. Where am I going? Where's the first place I'm going? First place I'm going. Gosh. I don't know if this is my answer. Oh, okay. First, first place that came to my mind was Disneyland. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that's a good answer. <laughs> We're going to Disneyland. Gosh. What are you going to do? Try to eat the churros or something or what? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Let's, let's go back. Okay. <laughs> what? What do well, you want okay. to accomplish by going to Disneyland? <laughs> okay, so that's it popped in my head because it's like happiest place on earth. But when there's a thousand people, it's not the happiest place on earth anymore. <laughs> just, so in this situation, are we just saying just just everything vanished, everyone vanished? It's just a thousand people now. No, I mean maybe there was a, a war, a bomb, a disease. Okay. Anyways, the point being, only a thousand people remain on the earth, right? Like, it, are you saying where would I go for my best chance of survival? Yeah, you wake okay. up. Fr- you wake up from a coma. Yeah. And a thousand people are left around the world. You don't know where they are. Right. Where's your first place you're going? Going to a local gun store. Oh, really? I got to defend myself somehow. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, and 
you know, if people people are probably going to try to get some guns too, so I can just set up some traps, you know. Okay, so you're gonna set up traps inside the gun store. Yeah. You're gonna like camp out in there. You're gonna camp there. Yeah, because I mean they have they have they probably have some like hunting snacks in there, you know. Yeah, some beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can survive off of that. Yeah, I guess the expiration date's probably pretty pretty nice on those. Maybe I'll be like Daryl Dixon. I'll come out with like a crossbow. That's mm-hmm. probably not smart. Nice. <laughs> it's, Over a it's gun. It's silent. Yeah, it's silent. I guess that, uh, yeah, there's no zombies. <laughs> but at that point, if you're in a gunfight, you might as well just use a gun. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, I'm going off as like Walking Dead, right? Everybody goes for the gun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm going for. Yeah, I think I would go for the gun too. <laughs> Bow and arrow or a gun? I wonder. On to the next one. My twin brother and I decided to swap identities for a day to see if anyone would notice. It should have been me that got abducted that day. So the brother got abducted? Because they swapped places. Dang, how sad. Oh my gosh, these give me goosebumps. Okay, I found a website that predicts the death of celebrities. The funny thing is, after a certain point, all the names displayed the same date. August 25th, 2025. What? I'm gonna read it again. Okay. I found a website that predicts the death of celebrities. The funny thing is, after a certain point, all the names displayed the same date. August 25th, 2025. Maybe I'm just like overthinking this one. I think you are. They just all died on the same day? No, they're saying that's when the world's going to end. Oh. Yeah. Right? Because it's, I mean, it's saying all these different dates, and yeah. then after a certain time, all the celebrities had the same date. Yeah, but you could argue that something maybe happened at like an event where all the celebrities were on that day. <laughs> just every celebrity in the world? Oh, it's every celebrity? Or well, I it's like you- celebrities, like... I thought you were talking about like every celebrity on the list, all you know remaining was that day. Oh, I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't know you meant like every <laughs> celebrity on Earth. Yeah, on Earth. But thank you for watching Two Sentence Stories. Nice. Okay, so speaking of crazy stories, this is why you should always check your attic. Wait, why the attic? So I read this article, and there was a family that lived on a farm, and they had a maid that worked for them for a really long time. But out of nowhere, the maid just decided to quit because she said she heard footsteps in the attic, and she thought it was haunted, so she just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, I'd probably quit too if I heard footsteps above me. Yeah, but then other weird things started to happen. So in the morning, the family would wake up and see footprints outside their house that was leading to the house, even though nobody left the house during the night. And newspapers would arrive on their doorstep that they didn't sign up to receive what so then they got a new maid working for them but the weird things kept happening and all of a sudden the neighbors around them noticed that the family's mailbox was getting super full of mail like nobody was coming to pick it up but the chimney of the house had smoke coming out of it and all the animals on the farm were already fed so the neighbors went to go check on the family and they knocked on the door and nobody answered so they decided to go to their barn and when they opened the barn door they found all of the family members dead with the maid. So did someone kill them or like what happened? Well, after all the neighbors heard the news, all the neighbors went to the crime scene, but because they went to the crime scene, they ruined all the evidence. And when they went to go look at the footprints in the snow, they only saw footprints leading to the house, but they never saw footprints leaving the house. So the first maid was right and someone was actually living in the attic and that's why everything was happening. So one of them actually noticed that their keys were missing from the house. Their keys just went missing. So all this stuff was happening. Uh-huh. And then they found their keys missing. Dude, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And apparently this was an ongoing case. Like it was revisited many times trying to figure out who did this. But they never found him. Ever. This show. 
is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all go through hard times and that's why we're talking about BetterHelp and how it can help everyone here. BetterHelp provides trained therapists to help you figure out and work through these hard times and difficult emotions that you experience. BetterHelp can equip you with coping skills, help you deal with the traumatic experience, and so much more. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. To learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash nobodies, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash nobodies. So guys, make sure you use BetterHelp and to get the help we all need, I think BetterHelp's the way to go. 100%. Back to the podcast. All right, so this week we saw the movie Megan. And for everyone who doesn't know, Megan is about this AI doll that was created to replace, you know, everyone's childhood favorite toy. So it was a universal movie with Blumhouse. We saw the the screening, when was that? Monday. I have a very big... uh, I don't want to use the word phobia because I think that's overdramatic. <laughs> but I don't like scary movies. Like I think we've we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. Like I forgot what episode it was where I was like, if this video gets this many likes, <laughs> I'm gonna watch the Barbarian. Oh my gosh, yeah. And probably like by now that video has the likes that it's supposed to hit. Yeah. But at the time it didn't. It didn't. So I'll I'm safe. Yeah. But let me tell you guys, Megan, not very scary. It's not as scary as I thought, but it's definitely creepy. Yes. It's, I, it, it, that's like the difference it's not scary it's creepy so let me just rephrase what i'm saying here okay i think it's not scary but just keep in mind this whenever i thought there was a, like a scary moment that was yeah. about to happen i was even looking at the screen <laughs> it comes out today comes out yeah so it's out there it's out there yeah. i won't say how many people die but it was very shocking how small amount of people died <laughs> for such a like a horror movie yeah i mean it is a good movie it's no, not. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it has a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It really shows the dangers of AI. Yeah, that is true. It definitely shows the dangers of AI, and it shows you how the world's trying to like always trying to find that next best thing, right? And yeah. at a certain point, you reach a spot where you're like, you can't outdo it without going to this extreme level of technology that could actually be harmful, right? Because we don't know what it's capable of doing. Yeah. Ugh. Let me tell you that, guys. It's it's one of those movies that were. I was shocked how funny it was. Like the theater that we were watching it in, everybody was laughing. Yeah. Even on parts that I was like, "Well, that was supposed to be funny." <laughs> I was so because I was so yeah. thinking how it's supposed to be a scary movie <laughs> that there wasn't even a thought in my head about it being funny. So when we got to the theater, I told Daniel, "Look, we gotta be the first ones in this theater yeah. because I was on a mission." Okay. I needed to sit in the far back, the far back row, because you know why? Because I knew that I'm that one person in there that's going to be closing their eyes <laughs> whenever something gets scary. And I don't need anybody else to watch me closing my eyes. Yeah. So I said, this is the plan. We're going to get in there. We're going to go to the very back. We're going to sit against the wall and you're going to sit to the left of me. So the wall's on my right and you're on my left. No one will see me closing my eyes. I can just look at the wall and then we get there and it's packed. Oh my gosh. It was so packed. Like, every seat was taken, and I, I was, like, calling Ryan. I was like, dude, I don't know if I can save these seats. I don't know where, like, to go. So, basically, Daniel, yeah, he calls me, and I'm getting, like, the food, like, at the concession stand. And he's like, 
hey, I think the only seats available are in the front. And let me tell you guys how upsetting and how freaked out I was. That was the one place I said to myself, I was like, we are not sitting in the front. Because not only am I close to the screen, but everybody is like around you. <laughs> right, right. Everyone's looking at you when you're in the front row. So luckily for us, we got out of the theater and they said, hey, you know, I think the balcony's open. So uh, we got to go to the balcony. We did not just go. We like sped walk almost ran to the top. Yeah. And these seats, what was crazy is like they're individual seats. You know, like when you go to the movie theaters, they're usually like all like together. These seats were just like individual seats in the very back. And get this. What's so funny about this whole story is I had a wall to my right. And get all to my left, <laughs> and nobody was around us. We were like above, right? We we're on yeah. top of the. So yeah. Oh, you gotta tell them why you got your certain candy. Oh yeah, and I also read if you ever have like anxiety or like a panic attack to eat something like really sour. So I was like, <laughs> okay, this sounds crazy. Like you guys are thinking I'm like making this up for like the story, but I'm not. I thought that the movie was gonna be so scary that I was gonna have. To like have all these like safety measures in yeah. place, so I got Sour Patch Kids, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna shock my nervous system with these sour candies, and I'm gonna be okay. So going into the movie, I was really scared because I just don't like scary movies. Right. I don't know if it's just like the way my brain works. Like I think it's like gets too real or whatever it is. Yeah. The jump scares. I don't know what it is, but I walked out of there feeling like, oh wow, this is not that bad. But the movie is only PG-13. Right. It could be R though. The, you do, uh, never mind. <laughs> nah, it should be PG-13. Yeah. But when you look at Megan, for I don't want to spoil it for anybody if you guys haven't seen it yet. For everyone that has seen it, there's a part in Megan, how the movie ends, it's uh-huh. kind of lead, alluding to oh, another movie. Yes. Like a sequel is going to happen. Yeah. And based on the reports, right, like we said earlier, it has like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. So if it continues that momentum throughout the weekend, I think we're going to get a sequel. I think we might. Look at Chucky. Look at how many sequels <laughs> he's had. You know, all these movies, right? Yeah. Once it becomes like this classic film, horror movie, or, you know, scary movie, it usually stays in circulation. Right. And it stays around for a while. There are so many new toys, so many new things that can be, you know, continued in this story universe of this Megan. Right. I think we're in for a treat with Megan. I just wonder where they're going to go next. If it's going to be like the other type of doll they have. You remember those little, looks like a little piece of poop. They obviously know Megan's not a good doll. We cannot do that. Yeah. So they're like, let's go back to the old dolls. You know what I mean? Let's use those again. Those end up being corrupted because Megan's AI can travel through different devices. Yeah. But I think now that toy company will be no longer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think they're done. You know what I'm wondering about now that I... No, now that I think about this... Uh-oh. Remember the assistant to Ronnie Chang's character? <gasps> he uploads all oh, Megan's files. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't know where he uploads it. At first, I thought he was just leaking the information because right. remember, they're like, we don't want this information out, so yeah. maybe he's leaking it. But now that I think about it now, he might have done something else. I think... He is the one who kind of made Megan bad in a sense. Like, I think he kind of corrupted the files. Because oh. didn't Megan say something to him, like, before she... Yeah, like, you are just so upset. You have, like, such a crummy life. Like, yeah. your boss, like, belittles you and stuff. But I do think there's something to that whole uploading the files thing. Maybe yeah. that's how Megan's able to survive at the end. Right. Ooh. That's sketchy. Yeah, guys, comment if you guys saw Megan, what's your thoughts on it, and let us know if you feel like Megan's going to get a sequel. I think it will, but 
Only time will tell. I really, I hope it does. Yeah, money speaks. <laughs> if, if it makes that money, believe me, I'm sure Universal will want to do it. Yeah. Okay, so there was this Canadian actor who would kill people and film it and make videos about it. Wait, what? So back in 2010, there was this like Canadian actor like slash model who was like obsessed with himself. And there was a video that was posted online called One Boy, Two Kittens, where you see this mysterious guy with these two kittens and he's like playing with them. Then all of a sudden he puts them in this plastic bag where he kills them. Are you serious? Yeah, so this video like upset so many people and for years they couldn't find out who this guy was in the video. And then all of a sudden another video was posted on his channel called one guy one ice pick and in this video you see a guy on the table or this bed and this guy is just killing him with an ice pick stabbing him to death and apparently this guy dismembers the body and sends body parts to local schools and like in packages so the guy in the videos is the canadian actor yeah so a couple years later the police finally found him and it was a Canadian actor and model named Luca Magnata. And they found him in a coffee shop, okay, Googling himself, reading about himself on the computer. And then they arrested him and they put him in jail for life. So they caught him while he was literally looking himself up. Yeah, apparently the guy was like a narcissist. Obviously, the guy's a psychopath. Like yeah, one of the sickest he... people to ever live. But there was like an international like pursuit on trying to find him. And he was reading about the pursuit because he was like so obsessed with like the attention he got. Oh, gosh. That's disgusting. Yeah, he screwed up. So he basically just did it for the attention. But I have a crazy... This is another crazy story. Oh, boy. Okay, so this is why you should always breathe through your nose. Dude, I'm a mouth breather. So I saw a story by Mr. Ballant, and basically there was this guy, and one day he woke up, and he noticed his chest was hurting really bad. He was having really bad chest pain. And it got so bad that whenever he would stand up, it would hurt even more. And the guy started, like, coughing up blood, so he realized, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. So he went straight to the hospital. Is he having a heart attack? So immediately when he gets to the hospital, they perform an x-ray to see what's going on. And they find in his lungs that there's like a cancer tumor growing. So the doctor's like, hey, we got to perform a biopsy just to make sure it's cancer. So we're going to go in there and like surgically look at it. So when the doctor starts performing the surgery, they're looking inside his lung. They notice that there's actually a fir tree growing in his lung. Like a plant's growing inside of him? Yeah, so apparently the guy was a botanist and his job was planting trees. And since he would breathe through his mouth so much, one day one of the seeds went down his throat into his lungs and started to grow a fir tree with inside his lungs. I don't know how it happened, but there was a fir tree that started growing in there so this guy literally had a plant growing inside of him you would think it would need like soil it needs sunlight it would need water i don't know yeah how do you even get all that if it's growing inside your body how does that even happen i have no idea but there's footage and photos of the fir tree growing in there what and when you look at the x-ray like the fir tree is like really big i don't understand that i don't understand the science behind that how does a tree just start growing in you i have no idea but move it on this is even crazier. So I don't know. <laughs> this is unbelievable that this even happened. Oh, geez. So there was this guy who faked being in a coma for two years to stop the police from taking him to jail. Okay, there's no way. So back in 2012, there was this guy named Alan Knight, and he had a neighbor that had dementia, and Alan stole $60,000 from him. So he was getting in trouble by the police for it. But whenever the police would come to Alan's house, he would go in his bed and like pretend he's sleeping and pretending like he was like sick. He was in a coma. And the police were like, dude, what's going on with this guy? How do they believe he's actually sleeping? Apparently he was really good at faking it because the police took his body to the hospital and all the doctors and all the nurses actually believe that he was in a coma. So Alan would lay in bed 
not making a sound, not moving, keeping his eyes completely shut. And this would go on for months. But keep in mind, he's been doing this for two years now until one day one of the doctors looked at security footage of Alan and they noticed that like he would move occasionally and like he would open his eyes and like talk a little bit. And then they found other security footage of him leaving the hospital with his wife to go shopping. And at that moment, they took his computer and looked at all his most recent photos. And there's photos of him and his wife going on vacation like having fun together and this whole time they thought he was in the bed like having a coma but he was actually living his best life hang on he did this for two years yeah so he kept this thing up for two years but he was like a stent where he was there for two months but he was doing this for two years i don't get how you stay like that how do you live that life for two years i don't know hang on how does he use the restroom i have no idea that's where i was like <laughs> what was interesting is that he went to jail for four and a half years but he, huh. he was faking a coma for two years like he sh might as well just have went to jail like, why do you do the two years of faking? Yeah. Hey, man, he pulled it off, though. Do you know the movie about the most deadly restaurant? No. So the story starts out with this guy named Tyler, and he's surprising his girlfriend named Margot, and they're going to this super exclusive restaurant, and it's run by the celebrity chef named Julian Slowick. And this restaurant is so exclusive that it's on a private island, and all the guests that go to the dinner have to take, like, a private boat to get there. Okay. So when the guests get to the island, they're greeted by the head waitress named Elsa, and she gives them, like, this tour around this whole private island, showing them, like, all the secret rooms. Basically, the environment. So when the guests get into the dining room, they see all these chefs working super hard on tonight's dinner, and there's, like, a six-course meal, so they're working really hard on it. But when the head chef, Chef Slovic, sees Margot in the room, he's like, what is she doing here? Because she wasn't on the list. Because originally on the list, Tyler actually had his previous girlfriend as his guest but since they broke up he's bringing Margot. what's the problem with bringing someone else so they start the dinner and the first course comes out and everybody's loving the food but Margot's like dude this food's like just average this isn't that good and then the second course comes out and Margot just refuses to eat it because she's like i don't even want to eat this and then chef slovak's like what the heck is up with this girl and like she gets his attention how's this restaurant deadly just wait so the chef brings out the next meal and it's called memory because he tells a story to everyone that when he was younger his dad tried to kill his mom so he grabbed a pair of scissors and he stabbed his dad with it and that's why like this meal has like a piece of meat with some mini scissors stuck in the middle of it and then he brings out tacos for everyone but what's really weird about the tortillas is on each tortilla each person was given a special tortilla with a picture of their deepest darkest secret on it so all the guests were like freaking out like how do they know this like no one knows this information about me how is it on this tortilla so margo gets really disturbed by this so she gets out of her seat and she goes to the bathroom but when she gets into the bathroom chef slowick gets into the bathroom with her and says what are you doing here like why are you even here you should not be here dude this is weird so margo gets really freaked out by this and she just leaves the bathroom and then chef slovik introduces this next chef to everybody and says like this is jeremy he's gonna be making your next dish and jeremy's like one of our best chefs here but he's not really that good and then he starts telling everyone all jeremy's flaws and then jeremy just unalives himself in front of everybody and everyone's just like what is going on and freaks out what yeah so everyone starts freaking out and chef slovik tells everybody like look everybody relax this is all part of the show like this is a part of the experience that everyone has to go through so richard one of the guests was like screw this i am out of here so he gets up and he tries to leave but the chefs don't let him leave and they grab him and they pin him down and they cut off his ring finger Ugh. yeah so chef slowick tells everyone look if anybody else tries to leave tonight you're gonna be tortured and killed so stop it so while this is all happening tyler just keeps eating his food but margo's like screw this so she runs to the kitchen and talks to slowick and says like what are you doing this is so wrong and slowick tells her look i'm gonna give you 15 minutes and you have to decide if you're gonna die tonight because everyone else is gonna die tonight you have to make a choice okay i'm honestly so confused so chef slowick reveals that everyone in this room tonight has caused him pain throughout his life some way or somehow. So one of the guests is a food critic and apparently she gave his restaurants bad reviews and it really caused them a lot of pain. So then the other guest, Richard, him and his wife would go to his restaurants all the time and I guess wouldn't appreciate the food. So that really angered him too. And then he reveals this man in the sky above the ocean 
and he's wearing these wings and he tells him that this guy is an investor of my business and he caused me so much pain. And then he lowers him into the water, killing him. Dude, the chef is crazy. Yeah, so Margo goes up to Chef Slowick again. And this time he tells her, look, you can either die with everyone else or you can work for me and like be one of my staff members. So Margo reveals to him that she's actually an escort and her real name's Aaron. And she tells him that Tyler invited her tonight, hired her just to come to this dinner. But she had no idea that everyone was going to die tonight. So she starts trying to beat up Tyler for bringing her to this dinner because the only reason why Tyler brought her to this dinner is because he needed a guest to fulfill the reservation so that he wouldn't get canceled. So he did all this knowing she would die. Yeah, and just to show you how crazy he is, one of the guests is an actor and he asks Slowick, like, why am I here? Like, what did I do to you? And Slowick tells him like, one day I was having a bad day and I watched one of your movies and it was so bad it made my day worse. So now you have to die. Are you serious? So Slowick asks Aaron, like, hey, can you help me out? Go to my office and get my barrel of materials. And Aaron's like, sure, I'll go do it. So while she's going to try to pretend to help him, she actually starts sneaking around his house to try to find a way out. And she finds a secret room in his house. And as she's trying to go inside of it, all of a sudden, Elsa, the head waitress, finds her and they start fighting. So Aaron accidentally kills Elsa in the process of fighting. So then Aaron breaks into his room and she finds all these articles on the wall of like all these pictures of Slowick. But every photo of him, he's like not happy. He's like really sad. But then she finds one photo of him when he was a young man and he's like loving life. He's smiling and he's flipping burgers. And this is when he won employee of the month at like a local burger restaurant. But then Margot finds a radio in the office and she's able to signal the coast guards. And she says like, help me. Like we're stranded here. This guy's trying to kill us. And then she hangs up just like that. So Aaron goes back to the restaurant and gives Slowick this barrel of materials. And all of a sudden a boat arrives on the island and it's the coast guard. So the Coast Guard gets out of the boat and walks into the restaurant and says like, hey, I got a complaint. Like you guys are being held captive. Like what's going on here? But then Slowick tells him like, no, everything's fine here. Like we're just having a nice dinner. And then the Coast Guard recognizes one of the guests and it's the actor. He's like, hey, dude, like I love your movies. Can I get your like autograph? And the guy's like, sure. But he doesn't give him his autograph. But instead he writes, help us. Like we're in trouble. And he hands it back to the Coast Guard. And the Coast Guard reads it. And all of a sudden he whips out his gun and starts pointing it at the chef. And all of a sudden everyone's like freaking out like, yeah, thank you for helping us. And then the Coast Guard lowers his gun and the gun ends up being a fake like cigarette lighter and the coast guard reveals that he actually is working for Slowick and he's one of his chefs Aaron's screwed so chef Slowick reveals to everyone that this is their last meal of the night but before he can serve the food to everyone Aaron goes hey you know what I didn't like the food at all like I want to take it all back this was such a horrible experience and this really upset chef Slowick and he goes why didn't you like the food like what did you not like she tells him like it just didn't taste good like I felt like there was no like quality in it and I didn't feel like there was like a personal connection with it and then she tells him I'm still hungry like this wasn't even fulfilling so Slowick asks her like what do you want to eat then like what's going to make you happy and she tells him i want like a cheeseburger with some french fries and then slowick's like okay fine i'll do it so slowick starts going to the kitchen he starts cooking like these burgers trying to make it the best burger he can but while he's cooking it reminds him of when he was younger and it brings him so much happiness so he serves her the burger with the fries and she's eating it and she really likes it and aaron's like wow this is like really good i'm very satisfied and then aaron tells him like i'm so full is there any way i can get this food to go like take it home and slowick thinks about it for a second and he goes okay sure so he packs up her food for her and gives it to her. Aaron then pays and just starts walking out the door with her food. And everyone's like, what's going on? And Slowick just lets her leave the building and she's able to get away. He just let her leave like that? Yeah, so Aaron's able to leave and Chef Slowick tells everyone, okay, this is the last dish. So all his chefs start decorating the, the ground and everyone starts getting the last dish ready. But they dress every single guest that came to the dinner that night as a s'more. And then Chef Slowick lights the ground on fire burns everybody alive and burns the whole restaurant down. And the movie ends with Aaron being able to escape and she lives like in freedom. Dude, what the heck was even that?
That was crazy. It's crazy because you see how this guy was just all he desired was to be respected. You know, he wanted yeah. to like his art to be appreciated. Right. So he wanted to like force the people that he felt like gave him the most pain throughout his life and yeah. like get the validation he wanted from them and then end their life. Oh my god. It's so dark. So did he end up burning like all the chefs and everyone, like all his crew and everything too? I would assume so. Oh everyone just gosh. went. Yeah. It's sad. But you know, People are crazy. That's psycho. And that's why it's a movie. Okay? That's why it's a movie. Comment if you guys like the movies or like stories or whatever it is. Let us know your thoughts on the menu. I think it was a really good movie. On to the next. So this is another pretty crazy story. This is exactly why you shouldn't trust hitchhikers. Wait, why? So there's this legend of this guy that was driving super late at night, and he was driving in an area that he really didn't know that well, but there was a girl hitchhiking in the middle of the road, so he decided to pull over and ask if she needed any help. And she just asked him, can you please take me home? And he said, sure. Okay. So the guy ended up driving her home, and she got out of the car, but a little bit after, the guy noticed that the girl left her scarf in the car, so he thought he should return it. So he grabbed the scarf and knocked on the front door, and the the dad answered and the guy told him I think your daughter left her scarf in my car and then the mom came to the front door and looked at the scarf and immediately just started crying and the dad said you need to come inside right now wait why is she crying okay so now the guy's totally freaking out and the dad asks him where did you find my daughter and the guy said just right off the highway up the road and the dad said my daughter died on that road five years ago and she was buried with that scarf and after the dad said that the guy just realized that he just brought a ghost home are you serious yeah so apparently the girl died in a car accident in that same exact spot where she's hitchhiking and she left the scarf with the guy on purpose because that's her way of coming home because she knew he would bring it back that's really crazy and super scary right. screw that kind of screw that kind of gives you goosebumps man no yeah it's not a good feeling that's why you should never trust hitchhikers man even before you said that i never trusted hitchhikers yeah it's sketchy man i don't get the idea that people are just gonna let some stranger just into your car right like you don't know them exactly you don't and it's just a random person but what's so crazy to me is how we yet yet we all use uber and we all use postmates and that's like strangers like driving us that is true and strangers touching your food and like oh, knowing yeah. your address and all that just that so is weird. weird okay so moving on i think we need to talk about some stranger things and when i really start thinking about stranger things right season five's approaching we don't know when it's going to come out right we don't know the date yet i think they said 2024 okay but think about this for majority of a lot of people's lives right the last five or six years stranger things has been like a thing that we always talk about yeah we theorize you know everyone's excited for and to see the cast grow up it's gonna be really weird to think about how this is it like this is gonna be the end you know yeah so there's a crazy theory on how stranger things 5 is gonna end stranger things 5 is gonna have a crazy ending yeah so i saw a reddit post that says 11 will have to live in the upside down forever in order for hawkins to be safe what okay so we know that 11 has been the one to open and close gates to the upside down throughout the show but we also learn that time plays a really big role like in the movie theater we see back to the future playing 11 literally says they're like time travelers and we know that the upside down is stuck on the same exact day will went missing right but the theory is that 11 and vecna will fight in the upside down and 11 will trap herself there to close the gate for good and she'll have to reverse time back to the day will went missing because that's the same exact day the upside down is stuck in so 11 will stay in the upside down while the real hawkins goes all the way back to 1983 and we're going to see the boys playing dungeon and dragons again like in season one's opening scene but this time 11's going to be watching over will as he rides his bike home and everyone's going to 
live their lives as if 11 never existed. That would explain why the Upside Down stuck on that day. Right, and the Duffer Brothers even said that there's going to be a time jump, but we don't know whether it's future or past. And they've already made young versions of 11, so they could probably do that with the other kids too. And we know that Noah Schnapp literally just said that the story begins with Will and it's going to end with Will. So it makes sense that it ends with Will finally getting home safe. It makes sense that 11 would make the big sacrifice so that everyone lives peacefully. I mean, it all makes sense because you can't just have 11 running around, you know, and she's like this OP being and she's always the one to cause the problems, it seems, even though there's Vecna around. Is it true that 11 being escaping the facility is the reason why Vecna captured Will at the beginning? She opened the gate because she sent Henry to the Upside Down, right? So she initially opened the gate. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then Dr. Brenner kept making her trying to like make contact with the Demogorgon, right? Because yeah. he was trying to find Vecna. That's so he right. was technically using her, but she was the one like opening and closing the portals. It's going to be interesting. I just hate, I just would hate to see Eleven just live her life. I but know. maybe the upside down, she creates it differently and it becomes very peaceful. Right. Once she's able to fix the whole idea of it being stuck in 1983, uh -huh. maybe it becomes very nice. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so I also saw this crazy social experiment this week. Oh, gosh. This is going to like, I just feel like these always expose how we people are, you know? Yeah, so this is why you should never try to fit in. Why not? So there was this experiment with a bunch of paid actors and only one random person. And they were given a picture of three lines. There was a short one, a medium, and a tall one. And then they're given another picture of just one line. And they had to see which of the three lines matches the separate one line. Okay, so it's kind of like a matching game. Yeah, so they line up all the hired actors and they put the random person at the end. And they all answer the question in order. But all the hired actors answer the question completely wrong like they all picked the wrong answer but they all picked the same wrong answer and now it's time for the random person to pick their answer but they could see that all the other people picked the wrong answer and you could see that the random person will pick the wrong answer just because they want to fit in with the group dang so they just picked the wrong answer because everyone else did yeah and out of the whole experiment only one person picked the right answer because they didn't want to fit in they wanted to choose the right answer it's really sad but i feel like a lot of people would do the same yeah but it's like an awkward situation to be in right you see all these people clearly pick the wrong answer but you like there's so many people picking that answer could they be actually right yeah you know? I, I remember sometimes in school, like, we'd be taking a test and, like, everyone would be texting each other, like, on the online test and say, like, hey, did you guys get this question? Yeah. And everyone's like, it's supposed to be this. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. And then come to find out, right, the teacher put the wrong answer as the correct one. Oh, yeah. So we're all getting these answer wrong, and it probably looks really <laughs> weird. Like, how did you guys all do the wrong question, right. like, the wrong answer, and get it all right? Yeah. It's crazy. I... I honestly don't know what I would do in that position. Like if obviously if you know what's going on, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to pick the right answer. I would hope you would pick the right answer, but right. But it's like, oh my gosh, could I just be like delusional and all these other people are right. Right. So I just want to fit in and look smart and go with the like people, you know, you also, I could see how you, it's awkward because you don't want to like tell people like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, no, you're wrong. Especially a big population when you're just one person. Yeah. If right? the, like everyone around you saying no it's this way and then you're like the one person saying yeah. like no it's actually not <laughs> all right this next part of the podcast is called whose side are you on where leia comes on and tells a real life story and we have to figure out if the writer who wrote the story is right or if they're in the wrong and this is where it gets really juicy because some people think they're right and they have the nerve to write these crazy stories but they're actually crazy they're crazy insane and man. they don't even know it so we have to be the ones to tell them you're crazy 
Do better. So, yeah. Comment if you guys feel they're right or if they're wrong. Here comes Leia. Whose side do you want? Ooh, Leia. Whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for telling my son that he is the reason me and his mother are getting divorced? Ooh. That uh, is heartbreaking. I know upon reading the title alone, many of you will just say I'm wrong. <laughs> and you might be right, but I want to explain myself first. Yes, always, always have the excuses. <laughs> My wife and I have been together when we first met in high school. We were able to maintain a long-distance relationship throughout college and stayed true to each other. I truly thought we were inseparable. She gave birth to a boy 12 years ago, and since then, things changed drastically. My son unfortunately has behavioral problems, and it's been very difficult raising him. He throws temper tantrums, gets in trouble in school frequently, refuses to listen to my wife and I. As a result, my wife and I started having disagreements about how we should handle him, i.e. whether to punish more, let him get his anger out, etc. This created a wedge between us. We started having more arguments, and eventually it became so obvious that our marriage was deteriorating that family members started questioning it. Ooh. So the topic of divorce came up, and we both decided to go through with it. When I first told my son about it, he cried endlessly, then started throwing fits about how unfair it was. I completely understand that a divorce is hard on any child, but the intensity of his fits keep growing. Since my wife and I are separated, not yet divorced, and because she can't tolerate our son that much, we agree that he gets to spend most of the week with me, unfortunately. So I see him a lot and have to put up with his yelling far more than she does. Last Friday, he started asking if my wife and I forgave each other, and I told him that the divorce is happening like it or not. He starts crying, and I got mad at him and told him, Buddy, want to know why we are getting divorced? Because of you. <gasps> we were happy before you were born, but you always act bad and get in trouble. So stop arguing with me when you caused it. You have nothing but yourself to blame. Wait, what? Oh, my God. This is a troll. <laughs> this is the troll story. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to give this guy a platform anymore. <laughs> oh, my Cannot talk. Wait, what? I can't believe he just did that. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. This devastated him, and I did apologize, but I told him there was some truth to what I said. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm so angry. Whoa. Hold me back. However, since then, he's been more quiet and behaved. Even my wife, who was with him over the weekend, said he was much better. Because so, the kid's yes. probably depressed out of his mind and just, like, crying I his know. eyes out. He just wants his parents to stay together. So, yes, I think I am wrong for telling him the reason was and that we are getting divorced. But in some ways, I don't think I am because maybe it was just something he needed to hear. Was I wrong? Whose side do you want? Gosh, you know what? It's so funny because this is exactly what we were talking about the other day. But remember, we are sitting at the table and yeah. we are talking about, like, how there are certain things that a person can do in life, right, mm -hmm. that is so evil mm -hmm. and so malicious that there is no redeeming it. Meaning, like, if yeah. I accused you of a mistake of someone's death, yeah. right, and you, have, you can't bring it back. Yeah, there's no justification for what you did. Right, so, dude, you cannot, there's certain things in life you cannot say, right? You cannot say that to a kid and let them live with that for the rest of their lives. Especially when it's your own child too like why would you want them to grow up knowing that like deep in their heart like that's what they're gonna think all the time yeah you they're know what think you're screwed up yeah i'm talking to you whoever wrote this because you whatever issues you got going on inside you you're like you're just like so unhappy yeah. that you're projecting it on your own kid i know like for parenting right whether you're divorced or not why don't you help out your kid get your kid some help Yeah. You're screwed up and like don't result in just <laughs> blaming the child 
for your personal problems. Don't you want the kid to succeed? You would want your kid to be the best that they can be and succeed in life. Yeah, Not I shame them and blame them. Yeah, I just feel like in this world, there are people like that literally intentionally will say things maliciously like that, knowing that there is no tomorrow of fixing it. Yeah. Right. And they would rather you just live with that and remind you that you did that. So, really bad parenting on your part, dude. You're totally wrong. You're totally so wrong. wrong. If and everyone comment if you feel this guy is right or wrong. If you feel he's right, I'm sorry for you. I, I just don't understand how you could think he's right. That was a crazy one. I almost feel like it's not even real. But I you hope know what? it's not. You know what? No, 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 no. <laughs> it is real. There I'm, are people out there. Oh, yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Like he said, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I have to spend time with my child. Alrighty. Here we go. Whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for introducing myself to my daughter's bully? Ooh. Hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> going to beat them up for, him, for her? All right. Let's read it. Background context. There's this young kid who has been giving my daughter a hard time at school this year. He's not in her class, but he has been harassing her during common periods like recess and lunch. In addition to his treatment, he is also encouraging others to participate in harassing her. We spoke to both the principal and her teacher about the issue, but I'm not sure what action has been taken. Today, walking home from school with my eight-year-old daughter, she was acting odd and not wanting to cross the street. Apparently, the young boy, maybe about nine years old, who has been harassing her at the school playground, was there walking home with his father, and she wanted to avoid him. I asked his name and if he knew my daughter. The kid went blank, and I told him some kids at school were giving my daughter a hard time and asked if he knew anything about it. At this point, the father became irate and started cursing at me. I was a bit surprised by this because if the roles were switched, I would probably apologize and have a stern conversation with my kid. He was upset not with the child, but with me, and thus we walked away. In hindsight, I think the father became aggravated because the boy looked frightened and ready to poop his pants. <laughs> Perhaps frightened by me, or maybe by the fact that his father now knew how he was behaving at school. Either way, I frightened the kid and pissed off his father. Maybe I'm the bad guy here, but at least my daughter knows to stand up for herself and to not be afraid of some mean kid in the schoolyard. Was I wrong to approach the kid with his father? Whose side do you want? Ooh. I mean, confrontation is always good. It's good. But in this sense, I think maybe the timing was a little off. I don't know how to tell to do this one. Where my where I fall? Yeah, in my, my opinion. I mean, my judgment. Let's see. You know what? You you could talk on behalf of me. Whatever you think. <laughs> well, the hard part is that there was no like update from like the principal, so there was no plan of action after that. Uh huh. What should have happened was she probably should have, like, followed up with the school again and then more actively, like, set up a meeting maybe with both, of, like, with the kid. So let me just get this straight. The, the kid that's being bullied, the parent went to go confront the bully. Yeah, with which the is father. A kid. Uh-huh. But this was, like, after school hours and just, like, spontaneously just went up. And the dad of the bully was with him? Yeah. Okay, but so it's not just going up to a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's not just the kid. Right. But then also, too, like, the bully's dad, like, just started cursing at her, you know, out of the blue. Which I can kind of understand because it's like all of a sudden someone's coming up to you and, like, kind of accusing you of, you know. But kind of, too, she was, like, she went and didn't, like, 
accuse the kid. It was more so asking him, like, if he knew anything about it. I don't think the guy should have cursed at the mom. No, yeah, definitely not. Especially in front of the children, too. <sighs> oh, What's gosh. the decision? What do you think? Just throw out, throw out anyone you feel. <laughs> I, you know what? Fine, I'll say what I think. <laughs> I'll, I think the mom mm-hmm. shouldn't have gone up to the, the kid with the kid there. Mm. Right? The like mom should have just talked to the principal, scheduled it with the parents, right? And all of them sit together. We hope that, like, in her following up, that they would have a solution this time. <laughs> so. Okay, so <laughs> we're saying the writer is wrong. Yeah, I think the writer overstepped just a little bit with this one because it was so, like, out of the blue. Guys, comment how you guys would handle that. I know probably a lot of parents aren't watching this, but if you're a parent and you're watching <laughs> this, let us know what do you guys feel is the right thing to do because it is. this is one of the more difficult yeah. decisions. Harder to make a decision. But <laughs> Thank you, Leia. <laughs> Woo! See you next week. All right, guys, if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching. And if you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up. The one where your thumb's going that way to the sky because that's where everyone needs to be. Got to be up. Got to be up. You don't want to be down. Got to no, be up. No Debbie Downers. No. <laughs> so make sure you hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, like I said, we're going to be giving away a hot toy. So make sure you guys comment also what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week. And we're talking about it this week. Or we talked about it this week. <laughs> Not like we're I'll be talking like in the present. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm losing my, my past tense, present tense. <laughs> I'm losing my tenses. <laughs> my, my tenses. <laughs> so we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next week, Saturday, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.